0: This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Nothing to talk about, as Tony said tonight. But I think there is something to talk about.
1: What one thing?
0: Well, the Patriots in Super Bowl again. Oh. <sighs> Which is a disaster. And by
1: the way, they're going to win.
0: I don't want to believe that. I want to believe that that is not correct.
1: Well, you can you can live in denial, but they're going to win.
0: <laughs> if we have time, we'll get to that later. Yes. So let's talk about something a little more relevant. Um, I think a little more relevant. So last week, Pro-Life March in D.C. Um, I don't know if anybody heard that. You probably heard nothing about it, right? It was totally on the right. radar. It's been going on since the '70s because I think there's a rule that the, right. the
1: media doesn't is not allowed to cover that.
0: Well, they shouldn't, but they they tend to. So, bunch of boys from uh, Covington High School in, in Kentucky, Catholic High School, uh, were waiting for buses, and um, I think
1: on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial.
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. Somewhere in D.C., I can't remember exactly where. Uh, and in the video we were shown originally, they were jeering and mocking. A uh, Indian chief or indigenous people's chief who was banging a uh, rawhide drum against the uh, right in front of the face of one of these kids who was smiling.
1: Well, that the wasn't way, the story. Okay, but wait a minute. Uh, let's. I even want to stop you there because okay. which is what, what do you mean by jeering and mocking? Because well, they weren't actually even doing that. So we're, they, we'll. They talk were very loud like and they were making right, noise. They were jumping around and they were right. doing chants. And okay, go ahead.
0: Out of context, it looks like they were mocking. But we know later they weren't. So this indigenous person was banging this drum in the face Nathan of this Phillips. kid. Nathan Phillips. Yep. Nathan Phillips in uh, Sassman. I can't remember his first name. Um, young Sassman boy. They were all wearing MAGA hats or a bunch of them were including. dun, dun
1: So dun. apparently
0: Trump is responsible for this disrespectful uh, towards this indigenous person who we were told was a Vietnam War vet. Well, he claimed that he was. So, well, so Snopes looked at it. I looked at that today, but we'll get to that. What they didn't show you was, and this gentleman said he felt threatened. He felt like these boys were enclosed around him and would not let him pass. He was trying to dispel the anger of the crowd by banging his drum in somebody's face, which I don't know about you, but when somebody bangs something next to my face, it doesn't make me feel better. It makes me feel worse. So, That was the news story in The Washington Post, New York Times, everywhere, everywhere, all weekend. And then, oh, wait a minute. There's context. Things have context. So there's a larger video that came out, which showed—
1: Well, multiple multiple, other videos. Yes, not just one. Because a lot of people had their phones and were filming this.
0: As they do in 2019. Right. uh, Apparently, the black Hebrew Israelites, which I didn't even know was a group, but apparently is, was mocking and jeering the Catholic boys who were just waiting to get their
1: bus— Calling them very derogatory names. Oh, very... let's be let's be clear. They were profane, mm-hmm. using homophobic slurs, calling them incest babies. I mean, these black uh, Israelites are about as radical as you can get. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and by the way, did the media report any of that?
0: No, that was somehow left out. It was all about the MAGA hats and the kids behaving poorly. So that all happens. The kids don't react. They're they're jeered. They're yelled at. They're profane words thrown at them. They do not react. They stand there. There's video of this happening. Ah, but
1: but the, but the boy was Chad. He was smirking. smiling. He was smirking. Yes, not smiling. Well, smirking.
0: Yes, a, according to the media. And and that's apparently the same as killing babies. Worse. I, I guess. I guess. Apparently worse. Apparently worse. So again, this this indigenous person wades into the crowd, which parts for him to get up to this kid. And for some reason he picked out this kid. I don't know why this kid or anybody else, but that's where he goes. And he bangs this drum repeatedly. He doesn't speak he or chanting. He's chanting, well, he's he's chanting
1: not, something unintelligible. Nobody knows what he's talking about. This guy's known as he's a, given repeated. Activist. Right. So I don't even really want to say there was additional context because <laughs> the entire thing was a lie from mm-hmm. the very beginning. Yep. And it's basically the Kavanaugh handbook. Now it is now being used, not on an adult public figure nominee to the Supreme Court, which was disgraceful and despicable enough. Now we've decided we're going to demonize. By the way, what are we always told by the left about the children? (laughs) Right. Remember the Parkland school and how dare anyone. It's the children are inviolate. The children of moral authority. Well, what matters here is that the children were white. Mm-hmm. They were Christian, there was one black kid. but yes, Right. Yes. White Christian. And as you as you alluded to, worst of all, hat crime. Yes. Wearing the red <laughs> fashion hat. Yes. And so we now have, have come to a place in this country where a 16 year old simply by virtue of wearing a hat with a campaign slogan on it um i don't i'm not on twitter but mm-hmm. i've read all of the articles dealing with this okay there there are people who call themselves journalists i'm not talking about fringe creatures from the yeah. daily coast swamp okay mm-hmm. these are people that write for slate who write for the new york times literally calling for violence against these kids Death threats, their school had to shut down because of the death threats. They were doxing them, you know what doxing is. Mm -hmm. So they're actually publicizing their address information, their family's addresses, so they could be harassed. There was a concerted effort to contact colleges where these kids at this school were applying to intimidate them into not giving them admission to college. They're attempting to destroy their lives. And for what again? For wearing a hat because the video, this is incontestable. And one of the things that I have become, I have to decide to myself because once the other videos started coming out, most of the media just continued to double down on this narrative. Mm -hmm. And so I have to ask myself, someone who has actually watched these videos, all of them, and still continues to claim that the Covington (laughs) kids were were at fault – okay either either you're just a flat out pathological liar mm-hmm. or you're there you actually have some kind of mental problem that doesn't allow you to understand the the universe in which we live could be you, both. you it could be both because there's everything that Nathan Phillips said about this quote unquote confrontation was a lie. Mm-hmm. He approached them. They were standing, they were doing school chants, which they do every year. He seeks them out. By the way, he has an entourage behind him, including another, (laughs) with a cameraman, another Native American who is yelling at the boys as they're approaching them, calling them European, go back to Europe, taunting them. As you said, he walks then into the, gets in the face of this one boy. And here's the other thing. I have a 13-year-old son. I have an 11-year-old son. So I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of a 16-year-old kid in the middle of this maelstrom. You could tell the kid doesn't know what to do. Sure. So he's got this awkward, weird look on his face because you've got this strange 60-year-old man in your, literally inches from your face banging his drum. <laughs> Meanwhile, your group has already been subjected to profane... Cursing, they told the African American student who was part of the group. They called him the N word. These are the Black Israelites, and also saying they're gonna, the crackers are gonna harvest your organs. I mean, these people are vile. They're nuts. Yeah. So everything that he said, he also claimed in multiple interviews that he was afraid that these kids were going to quote lynch the African Americans. (laughs) He called them beasts. And said that the black Israelites, again, adults, adult men were his were their prey. (laughs) So Nathan Phillips is a shameless liar Mm -hmm. and he has a history of this kind of activism. He lied about his Vietnam service. He was actually never left the country. He was a refrigeration technician. And you know what? Great. Thank you for your service, sir. But you've lied. Multiple times about what you did. He was lying about what happened. He said he was surrounded. He was never surrounded. The kids didn't even move. He went to them. So here's my question, Chad. Yes. It's bad enough. It is bad enough that the secular left, we know the playbook, Mm -hmm. that they do this kind of thing. I think the most disheartening Mm -hmm. part of this for me is that there were multiple people who were not only conservatives – but Christians, prominent Christians, prominent organizations, who were also coming down on the side of after watching all the videos, somehow still this was the fault of these kids. I I can't wrap my mind around that. I really can't. You shouldn't have to because they should be
0: smarter than that. And I, I agree with you. the 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 uh, The gentleman in charge of the archdiocese in Kentucky came down on top of them. The school apologized for these kids. Now. I want to be clear. I don't understand their chance. They said it was their spirit chance. That's what... Let's assume... I don't know what they were.
1: here's the thing. Tell me... Give me the list of indictments. Because, again, we hear this. The kids were harassing them. The kids were... Here's what happened. The worst thing that you can say that these kids did is when he was banging his drum, they were doing their chance in a disrespectful way, trying to mock him. Okay, you know what? I'm willing to buy that. Yeah, I agree with that. The only other thing... There was not a single profanity that I heard in any of those videos from those kids. Nope. There was no threat of violence. There was no attempt to intimidate. They literally were standing there, and this kid didn't even move. He said nothing.
0: I saw him push some kids back, too, that were trying
1: to How move. does that even become a national news story?
0: It's the hats. It it's is. It's only it the hats. Absolutely if is If they the were hats. wearing a Nike hat, you wouldn't have heard much about this. Can you – again,
1: something. this is always a fun game to play, even though we have to flip the script – Okay, remember, these are also, so the media has completely ignored the black Israelites and the things they were saying. These are people that are triggered and are outraged by Halloween costumes, by Chick-fil-A, by people who use the wrong pronouns. These guys are, are hurling homophobic slurs, okay? You put a, you make that a group of white guys, they'd they'd be calling for super-duper hate crimes legislation. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, the, the moral inversion here is unbelievable. And again, my point is that it's bad enough that our disgusting media does this because they're a wholly owned subsidiary of the Democratic Party. They only exist now to destroy Donald Trump. That has been the case for the last two years. And they've taken to literally uh, trying to destroy children now. Okay? Mm-hmm. These are not even young adults yet. These are high school kids. Yep. So you're going, And you're going to destroy them for doing what? For, as a Kyle Smith, who writes for NRO, said hat crime and face crime. Yes. You're smirking. Stop smirking. And by the way, is there anything this kid could have done? I've read other people saying, well, you know, uh, he should have just turned around. Oh, and if he would have turned around and walked away, it would have been framed as, oh, disrespect, yeah. turning his back on a tribal elder. This is denying his human dignity, whatever other nonsense there's nothing this kid could have done that they would not have attacked. He could have curled into the fetal position and they would have said he was doing something that was horrifically bad. Yes, because that's all he cared about. So here's my question. How can somebody, I, I, I literally don't understand this, how can somebody who is a Christian look at this as it unfolded with all the information and take the position that these kids are the ones who need to be castigated? How is that possible? Uh,
0: I've read stuff this week from someone we both know who came to that same conclusion.
1: I've read stuff from a lot of people who came to that conclusion.
0: And I find it reprehensible I find it reprehensible to not get the full story. I think there's this there's two different groups of people on that side, the Christian side. There's the ones who are trying to just basically say I I don't want to associate with anything you consider bad. That's not Christianity. And it doesn't matter even they don't look for the whole story. They just say I'm distancing myself immediately, and there's the others who want to denigrate anything associated with Donald Trump in any way, shape, or form, and these MAGA hats gave them every ample opportunity to say, see, that's what Donald Trump did to this country. That's what he did to our kids. You've got to stop him now. Because he's horrible. And as
1: I've as I pointed out, there's a couple things about this, this whole and this is what the media does. We've talked about this before, the notion of the Overton window, Mm -hmm. right? The 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 window of permitted public discourse and shifting that and what they have now attempted to do. And sadly, you have people who should know better, who are buying into this, who have literally said we can dismiss you. As a horrible person, as evil and racist based on a hat that you're wearing. Mm -hmm. Now, interestingly, that standard only applies to the red MAGA hats because, as I've pointed out to other people, well, if the issue is or if the argument is, you know, there's a lot of people who are offended by those hats okay, well, you know what? There's a lot of people who are offended by I'm with her. There's a lot of people who are offended by hope and change because they hated what Barack Obama did to this country in terms of his policies. There's a lot of people who are offended by a lot of things, including pink lady parts hats and Che Guevara t-shirts. And I haven't heard anyone make the argument that you need to stop wearing those because doing that alone makes you an unperson. It's only Donald Trump. My question would be, If Donald Trump is responsible for anyone's actions who's wearing a red hat, why isn't Bernie Sanders responsible for James Hodgkinson, Bernie bro, who attempted to murder multiple U.S. congressmen who are Republicans and actually shot Steve Scalise? Why are, why isn't the Southern Poverty Law Center responsible for Floyd Lee Corkins, I think that was his name, the guy that went to the Family Research Council, which is a Christian organization which is opposed or actually which supports traditional heterosexual marriage. Of course, that's a hate crime. Sure. And because they so designated that, he tried to murder people there. Is the Southern Poverty Law Center responsible for that guy's actions? I'd like to know well, an answer to that.
0: If, if Donald Trump is responsible for all the actions that occur with people who associate it with the Republican Party or wear MAGA hats, then by extension, you're right, those should be. But they never are. Right, and the thing is,
1: I actually don't think they should be. I don't think they should be either. But if we're going to play this very dangerous game, this disgraceful game of saying... Donald Trump is, is, the, is the font of all badness, and any action by any wacko who happens to be wearing a red hat is because of Donald Trump, well, then we're going to have to apply that standard uniformly. And yes. I would expect all of these Christians who are saying, you can't wear these hats, they better have a blanket prohibition on anyone wearing any paraphernalia that might possibly offend some other group because, guess what? You're apparently responsible, meaning the Democratic Party, Hillary Clinton. Pick the person that you enjoy supporting. They're going to be held responsible for anything that anyone does just because guilt by association. They're wearing your campaign button. They've got a bumper sticker. See, the thing is they don't actually believe that. They only believe that as it relates to Donald Trump because they are so... Uh, They're so round the bend with antipathy for this guy that they can't think straight. I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm serious about this. Like, this is one of the most disgraceful things I've ever seen. And I haven't, I have heard very few people who should, again, know better say, you know what? This is horrific what's been done to these kids and these families. We're at a place here. Remember, the media just spent a week trying to, they're still trying to destroy, they're combing through prior records of kids not even at this rally at this school to see if you know we can find out that they actually uh you know burned ants when they were four I, it's <laughs> incredible there's a guy from the new york times who writes for the new york times who has sent out he is soliciting dirt on dirt your stories his hashtag is expose christian schools okay okay <laughs> So this is becoming – and again, I all I hear from a lot of the people who you would think as Christians, whatever your faith, would be saying, you know what? Okay, maybe worst-case scenario, these kids um, behaved in a way that was immature because they were chanting while this guy did Because they're kids. Even though – because they're kids <laughs> being profanely heckled by adults – Fine. We can have that conversation. Maybe mm-hmm. someone should talk to them. Mm-hmm. But I haven't heard a single thing. A single meaningful no. pushback to say, "But you know what's even, what's far worse and far more concerning is all the stuff that was going on around them and the lack of any interest in holding Nathan Phillips accountable
0: for the Black Israel."
1: I watched the CNN interview of this guy and mm-hmm. I wanted to projectile vomit. Oh. First of all, every question he was asked was a leading question designed to make him look good there was they never even looked at the video, so they would literally ask him questions like so now when, when the when the kids surrounded you you know did you what did you feel like well that 's a lie yeah. the kids didn 't surround him no. and he then went the into other, them the other thing is you know um did, did you feel like you know when things were starting to spiral out of control, you were trying to keep the peace well, number one, things were not spiraling out of control. please show us on the video where that was happening number two. I would have wanted an interviewer to say, how, sir, um, you claim that you were trying to keep the peace. How is walking up to someone and banging a drum inches from their face while you chant incoherently, how does that promote peacekeeping? And by the way, sir, you were aware not only was your entourage heckling these kids, why didn't you stop them from doing that? Oh, and the black Israelites who were cursing them? and calling them crackers and incest babies and faggots and every other disgusting thing you can name, why didn't you march over to them with your peace drum and stand in front of them and bang it? The whole thing is just enraging to me. It really is. Well, it, it should be,
0: and it is, and the reality is people don't think that there was discord, there was anger in Washington until Trump came along. They hated George Bush, George H.W., George W., Reagan, you, you name it. They hate him. They've just gone around the bend, as you said, about Donald Trump as being something more more evil than evil, Whatever, however that makes it. Nathan Phillips, as you said, is a liar. He's lied repeatedly. He, the media laps it up because it says the narrative they want to say. The, I didn't see any adults in the video from the, the chaperones. I don't know right. where they yeah, were. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I have no idea where they were. The school should not apologize until they actually had all the facts. And you should never apologize after they had all the facts. There should never. This is not a story if they're wearing any other hat. If they're wearing any other hat, you don't. It comes out as a blurb. Hey, these guys were whatever. It's whatever." It's not even a blurb. No one cares. And I agree. Somebody comes up to me with a drum chanting unintelligibly. That's not making
1: peace. I don't care what he thinks he's doing or he what he says he's doing. And, you know, he didn't think he was doing that. That's a load of crap. He, he's, a, he's a professional activist. No kidding. He had a camera. He was attempting to incite and provoke, and that's what he exactly was doing. exactly what he did. He, he came up with but a cameraman. But actually, to the credit of these kids, he didn't actually incite and provoke no. other than having a 16-year-old stand there impassively while he does this and other kids chanting and jumping up and down. That's the. We're fortunate, honestly, yeah. that it didn't unfold differently. Well he wanted them to, to fight. He Absolutely. wanted them to
0: get physical and they didn't they didn't do what they he wanted them to do. But the point is I I don't know if I would have stood there the whole time this kid did. I would have like get out of my face. Get, just get away from me. Because there was no point in that other than to incite.
1: And where were the police? This well, is going on for an hour. Yeah. The other thing is that we need to point out any if you're taking the position that Wearing a MAGA hat is essentially the mark of the beast. You know, all you're doing is you are adopting exactly the Mm -hmm. worldview that the left does, which is I don't even see you as a person. I can dismiss you and demonize you because you're wearing that hat. Now, I'm sorry, but as a Christian, I'm not really sure that's how we're supposed to respond to people. It is not. It's fine if you want to take the position that Donald Trump is awful and Donald Trump is of low character and I really, really wish Donald Trump wasn't president and I think he's terrible for the country and I think it's a mistake for people to wear MAGA hats because certain people are offended, but to literally take the position that the minute that you have that hat on, I can evaluate you and judge you as an individual and deem you evil and wicked and racist, that's not a Christian attitude. No, No, it isn't. I'm sorry. It isn't. You have completely bought into the left's notion of we don't actually look at people as individuals. We look at them as they're, as members of groups, and certain groups are favored, and certain groups are hated. Mm-hmm. The group that is most hated right now are white Christian males who happen to wear red hats that support Donald Trump. You can't Don't even, get, stop or, don't
0: even add red hats. White Christian males. Right,
1: but the hats... May, in the hat other words, put, tip it over. these people would rather cheer on ISIS mm-hmm. than someone wearing a red hat. And I say that only facetiously a little bit. While this was going on and made into a national news story, you have a Democratic congresswoman from Minnesota, Ilhan Omar, who is continuing to tweet out anti-Semitic tweets. She's a member of the BDS movement, right? This woman is uh, – her views are monstrous. That's not even covered because we'd rather show pictures on social media of a kid that we want you to destroy because he was smirking. It's not covered because they don't disagree with her. No, absolutely, they don't. And here, go notice back. the silence of Chuck Schumer oh, and yes. the entire Democratic caucus. The the so, supposedly the spineless wimps, right? That they are when they because they now have a number. They have a huge anti-Semitism problem in that party. And Chuck you've is got, a Jewish. You've got Linda Remember, Sarsour yeah. leading the women's march. You have all of these people, including Keith Ellison, with ties to Louis Farrakhan, mm-hmm. and they don't know what to do because, as you said, that's fundamentally what most of them think. Yeah, I mean Chuck Schumer being a
0: Jewish man. He should be offended by these comments, and yet silence, crickets,
1: nothing. Right. Meanwhile, nothing. meanwhile, the evil orange man who has, oh, I don't know, moved U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem, who has a daughter and a son-in-law who are of the Jewish faith now, yeah. he's the anti-Semite, right? Yeah, well, of course. Is, that, is that how that works? That's
0: usually, now, Go back. go back to 2016. I hate to take you back so far because memories are short. Was it not Hillary Clinton who called Trump supporters a basket of deplorables? She already denigrated and put them in a point where it's okay to look down on them because they're a basket of deplorables, not redeemable. Now, I don't think Hillary Clinton's a Christian, even though she might claim she's a practicing something. But there are people out there who do believe that that's okay to say, because if you support Donald Trump, then therefore you're a basket of deplorables. And it's okay to denigrate you in any way, shape, or form that they feel is appropriate to demonize you and minimize you as part of the process of – government
1: that's all they're trying to do is they're they're literally trying to eliminate uh, an entire segment sure. of the country if you disagree from,
0: you're this you if you can't possibly well not okay. only
1: are you this you're, you're evil and therefore we don't have to engage you Correct. we can treat you as a leper we can treat you as essentially an unperson and so therefore we don't we don't have to engage you and i'm sorry but if your position is that the red hat as Alyssa Milano, the, the genius <laughs> Alyssa Milano would say, is it's the new white hood. Yeah, really? Yeah, almost so, exactly, yes. So because the people wearing the red hats are going around and lynching and murdering African Americans. Is that is that correct? Is that actually what's happening? I don't believe and, so. Similarly, that's why they're Nazis, because right now all the people in the resistance movement typing their... Uh, tweets from Starbucks are being hauled off to the concentration camps, yes, right? Yes. It's exactly the same. I'm sorry. If you think 2019 United States is in any way equivalent to 1939's Germany, you don't have a functioning cerebrum. Well, you just yeah. don't.
0: Stop talking because you're not smart enough to speak. I, I don't want to hear from you if that's all you can talk And either with. that
1: or you're just a, a flagrant and brazen liar. Or both. Y- you could be a liar who also is not intelligent enough to speak. I was trying to find. Keep talking because I'm trying to find an article that Kevin Williamson wrote about this at National Review.
0: Okay. Um, I, I I just get I get frustrated by it. I know you get frustrated by it. I think I think Flyover Country gets frustrated by this because this is what continues to happen. We're told you have to believe what the Democratic Party says, or there's something wrong with you. You're either mentally incapacitated. You're you're morally corrupt. Something is wrong with you, and therefore. We we have nothing to do with you. We don't we don't care. You don't matter. We're gonna say whatever we want. AOC says Donald Trump's a, a racist. I would contend. Show me what he's done. It's racist. Show me.
1: Charlottesville, Charlottesville. He, Look, he made he, he says made, good people on both sides. Right. I don't I don't think that he handled that well. I agree. And I think that he has played coy about many of the people who support him. I think he could have been very, he should have been much more upfront about being unequivocal I condemn and He didn't what do happened. that. But to your so I agree that was wrong. And I think he has gotten himself now in trouble because he has sort of played these these games where he hasn't he hasn't really taken a position. But I also have said, and I would encourage anyone to actually read the entirety of what he said about Charlottesville. And that has now been presented again as well, we don't even have to talk about this. He's clearly a racist. To your point, tell me what the racist policies are Mm -hmm. that have been implemented. What are they? Listen. I can't
0: can't think of any. Well, it's it's the wall. Obviously, okay, it's the wall. That's racist.
1: It's the child separation, Which even though exactly the same thing was going on under the Obama administration. Yes. But we don't care because well, that's down the memory see, hole.
0: Part of wall was built under Obama. Trump hasn't added to the wall. But he's a bad guy because he wants to because it's congressionally well, mandated that he well, has to. Look,
1: the, you. we can have a whole policy argument about whether the wall makes sense, is the wall effective. I mean, even the, uh, the Heritage Foundation, which is a conservative think tank, they actually did an analysis, and, and they got very sort of granular about it, saying, look, you know, this is not really a good idea because, for instance, there's all sorts of property rights issues in terms of we even have to try to build the wall. It may not be effective. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine if your position is, you know what, if we're interested in border enforcement, the wall isn't the best thing. I actually kind of think you know, this this idiotic meme, walls don't work. <laughs> uh, really? I mean, I, I, I literally, I read an article the other day, you know, they're trotting out in the Washington Post, you know, professor of medieval history because Donald Trump used the term, you know, and he's like, the walls didn't work in medieval times because it, we have many instances where the, uh, uh, you know, the Muslim pirates and the oh, Goths, geez. like, wait, are, are we talking about repelling invading barbarians yeah we're talking about preventing undocumented non-resident aliens from coming across the border now Mm -hmm. i'm also perfectly content to accept the argument that the wall cannot possibly keep everyone out i agree It can't. There are going to be many, many motivated, intrepid individuals who are going to tunnel under and maybe climb over, catapult over, get their Acme rocket sled shoes, do whatever they can to get into the country. But you know what? Mm -hmm. I think this proposition is indisputable. It's easier to get in without a wall. Exactly. Would you agree with that?
0: It's much harder with a wall. Not impossible, but harder. This
1: This is reminiscent of the whole gun control thing. Are you better off when someone is trying to murder you having a gun or not having a gun? Now, there's many people, again, who live in an alternative universe who are saying, no, no, if someone's burst into my house with a weapon trying to murder my family. Far better I don't have a gun because yes. I don't I might know. Shoot myself. I might shoot myself or someone else. Okay, this is the same thing. If we can't even agree that, again, you may oppose the wall for a whole multitude of reasons, and maybe they're valid. If we can't agree on the general proposition on earth that – Someone trying to get across this line, it's going to be harder for them if a wall is there mm-hmm. than not, then I'm not sure how we can have any sort of public discourse we about cannot, this. We cannot. So let me
0: pose an economic question to you regarding the wall and undocumented illegal immigrants, whatever you want to call them. If we enforce the laws that exist, okay, to get a job in this country, a legal job in this country, you have to produce citizenship documents, proving you're either a U.S. citizen or a naturalized citizen or Something like that. You have to. It's called an I nine. You have to fill that out, and it has to be approved. If we enforce the laws that don't allow you to hire anyone who is not able to show that proof, does not immigration shut down a little bit or illegal immigration because they can't get money? They can't get money on the table. Yes, you have to. You cannot employ anybody. You pay in cash. You cannot employ them if you pay them cash. If you so, if they can't get employed in cash. They can't get services from the state governments or the local governments. They can't have sanctuary cities.
1: I think a lot of this problem goes Absolute. away. Well, of course it does. But the problem is they don't want to do no, that. and you know what? That's an indictment of both parties, and I would be the first to say that the Republican Party at, the Fe- at any level, but certainly at the federal level because that's where it matters, they have had no interest, none whatsoever, because E-Verify and cracking down on the businesses that are profiting from this, they don't want to do it. So, I am perfectly willing to listen to arguments from people you know on the progressive side because it's absolutely true that Republicans have shown very little interest in dealing with this as well. They are all complicit mm-hmm.
0: absolutely but they, if none of them can get employed here they're not going to stay here they're going to go back to somewhere else The reason
1: they're coming is because they know they can get money there's a reason yeah. there's an economic benefit they can get money and again, i'm not here talking about legitimate refugees, nope. legitimate seekers. Well, that's all you
0: would have. You would have legitimate refugees and asylum seekers. Or other
1: people that were trying to get in
0: or, by the again, proper legal means. So the last part of that is you cannot gain citizenship if you don't go through the process. Now, the process wouldn't say, say hey, you can't get a job here. You go back. And you come back through the, the legal channel. We'll process you and see where it takes you. But if, as long as they can get economic benefit and they can get resources that they didn't pay for, that's going to right. be the problem. Well, but we don't need to build a wall then.
1: No, but we're also at a place similar to the red hats, right? The, the the red hats which are equivalent to KKK hoods, and so therefore um we can now treat you as an evil being simply by what you're wearing. The the notion now, which is prominent, I read it all the time, um, that the wall a wall in and of itself is inherently immoral. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean we're again it's we're an in la,
0: object, we're, sure. we're in
1: La La Land now. I mean if your position is literally and also please then stand up and stop pretending you're not entirely in favor of open borders and you have no desire to enforce any national sovereignty. Because you can't say the response to that's gonna be, oh no, there's many other effective ways to do this. Okay, maybe there are, but if you're literally so far gone, again, Nancy Pelosi living in your gated mansion, George Soros living in your with your nine foot wall, stop lying stop insulting our intelligence and just say listen we want these people here because we assume they're going to be a political benefit to us because they're going to vote the way we want them to vote because we're going to lavish benefits on them and that's the primary reason we want them to come here by the way i don't want them living in my gated community but all the people that they're going to have that have to deal with them you'll be fine. And if you don't think you're going to be fine, you're a bigot and a racist Obviously. and an ethnocentric, wicked person wearing your you know, your MAGA hoodie.
0: Why can't we reframe this whole issue as we're trying to stop drug trafficking along that border? It stops the illegal immigrations as well, but it's drug trafficking we're trying to protect. So then it's, it's no longer what, – what Democrats can go up and go, you know, I kind of like illegal drug trade. I think it's good for business. I think it encourages economy growth seriously they couldn't they couldn't possibly do that and secondly prisons have walls they don't work well apparently apparently they think that you shouldn't bother to build a wall around a prison because it just doesn't work so let's not build walls around prisons and we'll put them all in northern california so they can see how that works all federal prisoners are now being relocated to san francisco see what happens
1: well here i mean here's the other thing why don't we have a test Sure. Why don't we run a test case and we'll build a certain amount of wall in a certain area, a high traffic area where they cross. And let's see. Let's see whether all of the crossings and all the illegal entry remains absolutely the same. Because, again, it's it's, it's <laughs> it it's, will not. It doesn't exist. It's like putting up, uh, you know, a bed sheet. They're just going to walk right through it. All right. Well, let's see.
0: Well, just on that to touch on that, the government. Is back up and running for three weeks or so.
1: Yeah, I don't even care.
0: Well, here's why I bring it up. Not because, because, frankly, unless you were a government employee, it didn't it didn't matter to you. It really didn't matter to you. But it cost over seven billion dollars to shut the government down <laughs> for the five point seven billion dollars right. that Donald Trump wanted for the wall. I contend again, if he wanted a dollar for the wall, they were going to fight him. Now, yeah, I don't know if he
1: lost or won. Um I, I think I think it's fair to say he lost at this point, but I also think it, this, 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 three weeks, look, this is an thing. ongoing this is an ongoing skirmish. Uh, it's all about political calculation. The Democrats cannot back down from this because their party is so enthrall to I mean they, they can't they can't give an inch on any of this. So they won't. No. Um even though we, we've we played the clips of some of them. Yes. You know, as of 10 years ago, uh, all of them were apparently hateful bigots who believed in walls. They're now woke. They've had an epiphany and understood. Yes. They've woken up. Yep. Uh, wall, walls don't work anymore. The wokest of the woke.
0: We'll, we'll see where all goes, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh,
1: one more, one final thought on the sure. Covington thing. This is going to continue. Oh yeah. Okay. This is now an operative strategy. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just on to the next uh, narrative uh, that they're going to use. And I think, I don't say this lightly, but these people do not know what they are going to unleash in this country. They really don't. They, they are. They are. And when I say these people, I mean mostly the media, mm-hmm. because what they are doing by you know, everyone talks about you know, Trump is ginning up the hate. Listen, <laughs> Trump is a crude and vulgar guy, and I, I mean, I I have to tell you, you know, I hear these people talk about. Literally, I, someone I read the other day, you know, Trump Trump made pornography mainstream. Like, Trump did? <laughs> wait, wait. First of all, so you're talking about the Stormy Daniels thing when he wasn't president? And, and now, like, before that, porn wasn't mainstream? Isn't there a this senator is, in
0: Arizona who wants to I mean, tax porn to I pay, mean, pay for the have wealth? Have you
1: lived in America? Have you, have you been in a cocoon? Because, again, it's the unified field theory. Donald Trump is the source of... Of all badness, yes. it doesn't matter what it is, yes. right? Lousy, generic breakfast cereal, porn in the mainstream, right? Fl- Trench mouth, prior to gingivitis. Twenty fifteen, he wasn't right. Well, I know. I mean, all prior of he- to
0: running for president, he was not the source of all evil. But as soon as he ran for president, right. he's the source of all evil. Uh,
1: apparently, he has the amulet now, and has drawn. You know, he's like uh, he's the he's the lidless flaming eye of Mordor. Uh, it's just it's just unbelievable to me. And again, I say this. As a guy who doesn't like Donald Trump yeah. and who didn't vote for Donald Trump, I happen to think that many of his policies that he's pursued are, are pretty good, and I just cannot I, – I really – the unfolding and continuing and ongoing hysteria um, is just uh, – it's astonishing, and it's a very bad thing for the country. It really no, is. It is. All the people that say Donald Trump is a terrible thing for the country – that's fine. Far worse is your reaction to Donald Trump. This isn't better. Far, far worse.
0: You're causing these problems to continue. So let's move on. You brought up Donald Trump. So let's talk about the people who want to replace Donald Trump or some of them. Um, Elizabeth Pocahontas, um, I'll use the yeah. term one one thousand twenty fourth, is running for president. She's came. She came out and she's got a great way to bring in money. Direct
1: taxes on uh, wealthy people. Asset forfeiture, really.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to play a little clip from her and you tell me what you think.
1: And that fits right into what I'm talking about today with a wealth tax. You're right. These pieces line up. Look at it this way. For years now, for decades now, rich people have gone to Washington and said, "Just, just tilt the playing field in our favor just a little bit. And then they come back and say, tilt it just a little bit more. And the next year, tilt it just a little bit more, just a little bit more, just a little bit more. Until today in America, the top one-tenth of 1% has amassed about as much wealth as 90% of America. No!
0: I had a four-minute clip. That's the, anymore.
1: that's the that's the uh villages money. How dare they? Well, it, how it, dare they amass things? It
0: equates to about seventy-five thousand households, which may not sound like that many. Most of them are Democratic supporters, so I'm not sure how they're gonna feel about this. Um, but what she's proposing is a two percent tax. On all of your assets over $50 million. Again,
1: a direct tax. Correct. Unconstitutional so, not, on its face.
0: Not income tax. All of your assets. Now, and i it's later in the clip, but I didn't play it. All of your assets worldwide. <laughs> Think about that for a second. You're going to get taxed in the, the place you own the property. She thinks she can tax you on it here, even though it isn't here. So if I have a house in the south of France, she thinks I should pay tax here in the United States. Even though the house is in the south of yeah, France. Of course she does. I should pay basically property taxes to you because I happen to own it. It's a load of crap as far as I'm concerned. Listen, but she
1: thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. The collective knows no national boundaries. Almost collective... $3 trillion
0: in 10 years. They, they think. Yeah. They think. She said, well, they're not going to be able to escape because the interview." says where." What if they leave the country? Look, They're not going to be able to escape she, this. I'm like, look, really? She,
1: she's in mm. irrelevancy. She she's not going to be president. She clown you know, beclown herself with her ridiculous. I'm one one thousand and twentieth percent <laughs> of actually a South American person who's not even a Native American. Um, and and also what's happening now is that she's seeing. She has to keep going further and further to the left because all of the other people that are lining up, you know, yeah. as candidates. So she this is going to keep happening. Like you're going to have to keep doubling down on the lunacy, you know. Yes. Well, I'm I'm actually now in favor of taking over all the means of production. I mean, they might as well come out and say that anyway. That's essentially what Elizabeth Warren wants to do.
0: Well, and if you if you, and only- the
1: ri- and you noted the rich people. Are you rich? Yes. Oh, I'm not.
0: I'm not. She's rich. not 50 million dollar rich. Right. OK. Right. Now. I want to point something out. If AOC gets her way, you're going to be paying up to 70% on that tax as well. So, See, if you're at $50 million, by year two, you're good.
1: That's only at the federal level. AOC's effective cumulative tax rate for people of New York would be something around 85%. Well, I I did the numbers.
0: I did the numbers. So if you make $10 million on AOC's plan, you're going to pay $6.8 million in taxes federally. Sure. That's 68% is the effective tax rate yeah, you're putting but on again, But again, and here she something. says, well, oh, it's only marginal. It's 68% effective, seven percent marginal. Uh,
1: the, and all of these people, you think they're really going to pay these taxes? Nope. All, <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye all our nope, money.
0: I'm out of here.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Elizabeth Warren can try to take her, uh, you know, tax task force to Singapore to uh, collect. Yeah. Good luck. So all of it's gone. Same thing. And then, and then there will be the befuddlement. How- do, these, these companies and these, these wealthy investors that are not in the United States, this is un- unpatriotic. Yeah. Uh, we're also increasing the uh, tax to 94%. <laughs> hey, uh, we don't see any correlation or causation there at all.
0: Well, AOC thinks the 60s and 70s, which was taxed crazy, was the best economy we've had in the yeah. 20th century. I'm like, you were obviously not that bright.
1: No. That's not uh, true. I mean, she's... <laughs> You know she's she's worth just entertainment value listening to her, but um, yeah, I, I don't really care. Kamala Harris is also you know of course we knew she was going to be on the short list. She's got her hat in the ring. Uh, she's another far left authoritarian. Booker uh, hasn't announced yet. I'm no, T Bone. Uh, he's he's probably checking with T Bone to see. Uh... Bernie Sanders hasn't officially. Well, Bernie's announced. Bernie's in trouble. I think the uh, the bloom is off the Bernie rose. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a white guy. He's an old white guy. That's bad. <laughs> that doesn't work he may, well, he may have to come out and say Virtue he self identifies as something else.
0: <laughs> so we've got a lot. I think the, the Democratic Party nomination process is going to be similar to what the Republicans had in 2016. Everybody's going to yep. throw their hat in a ring and it's going to boil down You know, to who knows? Joe Biden, loser. right? Another old what, rich white yeah. guy. I, I, it just makes me laugh that Elizabeth Warren thinks if I tax more, that's going to get me the vote. Really? Yeah. She's. because uh, I'll i tell you, I've never seen a tax that didn't somehow affect more people as years went on. So you can say 50 million. Let's say, hey, let's let's knock it down to 25 million. Let's knock it down to 500,000. Eventually, you're going to
1: get most of the middle class because you can. Well, the, you're going to get most of the middle class because even if you add up the numbers, even if you implement her tax, it's a drop in the bucket. It is. And that's what they that's the big lie of all of this. Even if you did it. It's a rounding error. Yes. There just aren't enough rich people that the collective has to take their money back from. There just aren't. Well, they they think taxing is an endless supply of money.
0: If we just put another tax in, that'll fix everything. And we keep spending on crap we don't need because we taxed somebody. I get so frustrated because I think this eventually affects you and me. Of course it does. Now- I'm not the fifty million dollar level yet, but I hope to aspire to that someday. Really?
1: Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I, I, you know what? I wouldn't <laughs> hold your breath on that one. I may never get there, but I aspire to it. That's
0: to me. That's the I'm American not even dream.
1: aspiring to that.
0: I don't. You aspire yeah. to more than you sure, had last every, year, right? Everyone wants so to. Everybody do. Everybody aspires to have more, but every time you turn around, even these politicians, and I'm including Republicans in this. Well, think just take more from me because that will solve our problems. Stop spending. Well, they, you know. Elizabeth Warren aspires to have more of your money. Yes, exactly. Now, I want to go back. I forgot to say this when we were talking about the the government shutdown. I think when it shuts down again on February 13th, you stop paying all of the senators, all the representatives. Yeah. And I get – I bet – and also, you cannot fundraise. Well, you know what?
1: Here's the thing, though. Um, I mean that's an idea, but the reality is, Chad, that 90 percent of those people, they don't need their federal
0: paycheck. But they can't fundraise.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I for mean, representatives, it's, that's It's huge. more of a problem for, yes, the it's House. Not, not a problem for the Senate, but it is a problem for the that's House. That's a big problem for yeah. the
0: House when they say you can't fundraise and you got two years to build a war chest for the next election. Right.
1: Well, because it's a perpetual campaign cycle.
0: Exactly. So when you say you can't fundraise and you don't get paid, I'll bet you a deal gets struck a little sooner. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I don't know. That, that would be my suggestion. Obviously, that's not the law, so that's not going to change. Do you want to talk about Roger Stone?
1: Uh, very briefly. Okay. Okay. Um,
0: Roger Stone got arrested. The
1: noose is tightening.
0: <laughs> Roger Stone got arrested on Friday. The
1: end. The end is finally nigh. This is it, Chad. This This is it. He tried
0: to talk to Julian Assange. <laughs> Therefore, he's colluding with Well, nobody because no, the, so did Sean Hannity so and so did every other journalist. This
1: is the, this is the indictment. The, again, it is a – now, look, the, the the what he is being charged with, is lying to Congress about whether he talked to Julian Assange and tried to get emails that every other media operation was trying to get. And let's let's Which remember, did let's remember the DNC and Hillary Clinton through yeah. Fusion GPS and yes. funneling it through Perkins <laughs> Coie actually did this. So nothing about collusion, no. uh, because they're again, what he was doing is not a crime. Let me repeat, not a crime. He's not going to flip on Donald, though. He's on the flip. Yeah, but he's but not he, going to flip on. Here's the point I want to make about Roger Stone. <laughs> yes. And this goes to um, the, the metastasizing, the rot from the head down corruption of the FBI. Somebody at the FBI leaked the fact that that Mueller and his uh, crack SWAT team. Why? Were, they had like 15 or 20 highly
0: trained FBI SWAT members to arrest a 66-year-old at right. 6 a.m. on Friday no, morning. No, but that,
1: that's the point. And this is a serious point. So... They've turned this – okay, this is supposed to be the preeminent domestic law enforcement agency in the country. Mm -hmm. They are now literally working lockstep with CNN Mm -hmm. to create extravaganzas. Hey, guess what? We're showing up at Roger Stone's house at 5 o'clock. Be there with your cameras. And to your point, um, this is a man who was released on his own recognizance. They're going in there like they're going after El Chapo. Is that what the FBI is supposed to be doing? No,
0: no. No, they could have they could have come up with two agents and arrested him but, but that's at the breakfast. point
1: is that this is this is re, this is a very serious issue that they are literally using the the most um powerful law enforcement agency in the country and they're basically putting on dog and pony shows to to please their media cohorts because i'm sorry if Robert Mueller, there should have been, like you said, you walk up during the day, you meet him at his lawyer's office. No, no, we're going in there like we're getting Osama bin Laden. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's an abuse. That is an abuse of your power. And anyone who actually does that should be fired. I completely agree. I watched
0: the CNN video because I couldn't help myself. And the host says... Okay, I want you to listen to the audio. There's some audio here. I need you to listen to it. The video is crap, so I feel like it was taken on a cell phone camera, but it was crap. You know what she wanted us to hear? The FBI knocked on doors, said "FBI, open up." They have FBI, like, we have a warrant.
1: They have 12 guys with with full it. 12 guys with full riot gear. The, yep. again, you are using. FBI resources and and men in a way that, you know, is a completely unnecessary. And the only reason you're doing it is to create a spectacle on television. And that's the leadership of the FBI that are approving this. Apparently, it's a a rotten organization for a guy, a 67 year old guy that is charged with lying to Congress. Yes. Okay.
0: really. That's the that's why we break down doors for this. Right. Because, I mean, they knock and they, they seem impatient like he didn't. Jumped to the door at that time of the morning like, I'm asleep. I wasn't expecting anybody at this time. I wasn't up to get to the door. They they also found
1: found Roger Stone's Gatling gun in his living room as he was uh, (laughs) fleeing in his cigarette boat.
0: (laughs) It's Fort Lauderdale, not Miami, but I take your point. I take your point. So we'll. I think nothing's going to come of this.
1: I think th- nothing has still come of this. Well, look, you still show I mean, me nothing. Listen, if he lied to Congress, then come what may, he deserves what he gets. I mean, I I haven't even. Ava- I don't know enough about what what they're actually claiming that he lied about, and you know, and I don't believe anything that they say now because we've talked about the Flynn thing, where originally the agent said he didn't lie, then they changed their mind. So I have no idea. But look, if Roger Stone flatly lied to Congress about doing something that was perfectly legal. Then he's a dope and yes. he deserves what he's going to get. Yes. But the use, the, the misuse and abuse of the FBI by these people, again, they should all be fired. They're a disgrace. They're there an absolute it. disgrace.
0: The, the irony for me is he's being charged with lying to Congress and Congress lies literally every day.
1: James Clapper, James Clapper admitted Comey that he lied, lied to, to Congress. Congress. McCabe lied right. to Congress. Uh, it, it, well, McCabe it, lied under oath. yes. Well,
0: aren't they all under oath? Well, no, not necessarily. Okay. Well, I assume they're all under oath. I guess they're not. We'll see. Cohen claims Trump is intimidating his family. Yeah, no,
1: whatever. (laughs) It's like it's the godfather. He he threatened to take my dad out in a rowboat like Fredo.
0: (laughs) I can't even make this stuff up. So we yeah,
1: get- I mean again, that's all you can do now is just laugh. I mean it it is so pathetic at this point. Look, just generate your 700-page report, you know, that says that Donald Trump attempted to uh, you know, he was while wearing his Russian hat. Uh, and get, wh- whatever you're gonna say, because everyone knows now, it's actually becoming embarrassing for Mueller. It should be every single. There is nothing. Not the nothing, CNN, nothing, or nothing, MSNBC, but you know though. what? No, there's still the true believers saying, no, no. Yes. It, the, the big reveal is still coming. The yes. showcase showdown is coming. Yes, and we're all. It's what's all wa- gonna be tied together? <laughs> what's he waiting for? Huh. If, if he know. has all this, what's
0: he waiting for? Because I don't get it. I mean, you, if it's the, you have it's the big reveal, it's he, he's leading to if you've got the tapes of Donald Trump in the in the library with the candlestick with Colonel right? mustard. Why haven't you talked about it's
1: Comrade it? Mustard
0: Comrade? Mustard, but Yes. Why? Why? What are you waiting for? You think you're going to get if
1: you have all this, you present it to Congress. Well, it's not even you present it you, when you indict people, you indict them for their role in the conspiracy which which we doesn't exist. But the whole conspiracy is to get Donald Trump. It's yeah. not to get Michael Cohen or well, sure. Roger Stone no, that's or the Michael point. Flynn. When you're prosecuting a conspiracy and you're flipping the little fish, you get them to plead to the conspiracy that they haven't done yet at all. Well, that, and never will, why. because they, there
0: is no conspiracy. Yeah. So
1: uh, bumbling fools, maybe conspiracy hard But, I, thing, but I enjoy Wolf Blitzer, you know, yeah. hyperventilating. And now we go live to Roger Stone. They're getting the they're getting the drone out. They're going to if he doesn't come <laughs> out did in like 20 the,
0: seconds. Did you like the peace flash that the Nixon asked yes. peace flash of Roger Stone? That was, that was
1: that's what they should have done. Remember uh, Die diehard when uh, yes. when the police and, and the guy that's the uh, genius on the voice like it looks like the police <laughs> have an RV. That's what they should have done. They should have taken an RV right into his living room. One of those armored cars. <laughs>
0: That would have been funny except it was not the Nakatomi building, but that's okay. So let's get to the crux of the problem for next weekend. And you're wearing it on your hat right now. Yes. And I don't care for that. When you said hats offend, your hat offends me. I know.
1: It's, it's my most comfy hat. It I says, knew it was it most says comfy. It says Boston Strong. I don't, I don't mind that's, the strong part. I mind the Boston yeah. Boston Red Sox symbol. I get a lot of questions about whether I like the Patriots, and I immediately uh, – I smirk. I smirk I at them.
0: Mm, I smirk. You must be a Trump hater. Okay. Any questions any concerns over last weekend's debacles?
1: Um that's interesting. You know, first of all, I don't like the Saints. I really like Drew Brees. I like Drew Brees a lot. Um so I feel bad for Drew Brees, but I can't stand Sean Payton. I agree so I have no uh, I feel no remorse and no sadness and no sympathy for for Saints Nation. And by the way, stop whining about this. They're still whining about this. It was a terrible call. Yes. They blew it. Yes. Although I will say this, um what makes a call terrible, a lot of calls, when I watched it, you know, normally when you're watching a game live and there's a call that's blown, like you could tell right away, the pass interference was really bang, bang in, in real time. The yeah. problem I have is there were multiple penalties <laughs> because he launched himself like a guided missile. Yes. So helmet they should have flagged him for like three things. So something to miss them all. That was terrible. But guess what? Yes, and they're right. The game would have been over because they would have been on whatever, the five-yard line, yeah, wherever they would have been. They would have run out the no clock. Time. But yeah. here's the deal. The game didn't end there. No. Okay? You let them... You don't kick know a, if you'd have won or not. You let them kick a field goal, go down the field. Then you went into overtime. You had a chance to win. You threw an interception. So, I'm sorry. Just, just stop. Yes. If I was a Saints fan, I would have been very angry. They got jobbed. It was a terrible call. But you know what? There's other things that happened in that game. You still could have won, mm-hmm. and now you're just looking like a bunch of crybabies. Just stop.
0: What if that had happened on the first drive of the of the first quarter? Yeah, no in one cares. Nobody cares,
1: right? But and it does. But it does matter it when does, it happens. It does. It should have been called. I
0: think, personally, I think that the officiating in those two games was egregious in many in, in on both sides. But I think they've missed face masks, which are clear face masks. In every game in the playoffs, they've missed them. Clearly, there's somebody standing right there, and they still don't call. Helmet-to-helmet stuff, early in the year, it seemed like they were calling it every five seconds. Now, it doesn't seem like they ever call it. It's it's never been called.
1: So, you know, now, of course, there's this immediate reaction. We must change the rule. Um, I don't – I actually – let's put it this way. I'm of two minds of this. On the one hand, I think it's never a good idea to make any kind of attempted policy changes in the wake of this immediate – You know, oh, we must do something. Well, wait a minute. Let's just think about this because – yeah, it was a bad call. Um, there's, that's part of the sport. It's yes. part of every sport. Yes. So you're, there's, no matter what you do next, then there's going to be the calls for, well, now we have to change it again because there's still bad calls. Because if they implement some system where, okay, the coaches get some additional challenges, you know, maybe you segregate out pass interference as a special category of penalties. Right? Yeah, I've but heard if these it's not proposals. called,
0: it's not a pass interference, is it? Right, not so not? in
1: other <laughs> words, you, know, you would have to give the coaches the right to review a play. Not even a call. Like, so each half you get one extra challenge on any play. The CFL does that. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I guess, but you know what? It's an imperfect game. The refs are imperfect, and sometimes they're going to make really bad calls. That's just the way it goes. I think you need to have full time officials. Yeah.
0: I, I this this part-time officiating stuff because when they're not working on the weekends, they're doing other jobs, which but, means they aren't studying. Yeah, but you know what? Dude, but this has
1: nothing to do with them not studying. He just missed the call. Do you think this? Not has this to... call. Not this call. I'm talking about all of the calls. Right. But here's the thing: all the calls that you've just been talking about that get missed, the face mm-hmm. mask. Do you think they don't understand that's the rule? That's not the problem. No, I think they understand. It. I don't think they saw it. So put three more officials on the phone But how is being a full-time official going to make you see it better? I don't think it's going to make you see it better. But I think
0: we've – I've looked at the stats, and this year the officiating crews have missed more calls that in past seasons they did a better job. We had six turn right, but six I'm, referee crew turnovers. I get
1: that. I agree. But I'm trying to understand why do you think that a full-time official is somehow going to be better at that? Because this is just human error. It's not – Well, it is human we error. We don't understand the rule book, and we didn't realize you can't you know, sack Tom Brady around his here's knees. Here's
0: why. Here's why. Because if you're practicing more – you have yourself in a better position more often. If you only do this on the weekends and a couple camps throughout the year, you're not always thinking about where I need to position myself. You mean, offensive lineman, if you think about it as an offensive lineman, what do you do? You stand up and you block somebody if you're doing pass blocking and you push down if you're doing run blocking. But there's actually technique to it. There's, there's position of your body. In well, doing see, then
1: it sounds like you actually should be arguing for more officials on the field. Both.
0: I want full-time officials more on the field. I, here's what I, Here's why I want this. Because the NFL has a tenuous relationship with the officials. They are not employees directly of the, of the NFL. They get paid through a separate organization, which is all well and good, and it worked in the past because they couldn't afford it. These, public, these people make $174,000 on average working 17 weekends a year. That means you should be working full-time doing this. Maybe you up to pay. You can. You could afford it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That, that's fine with me.
1: Double the pay.
0: Put I more mean, officials on the field. It's the wealthiest field. league in the world. I think you, I do not want to get into replay on calls. I think it's, it's a slippery slope that you get down to where you're in the minutiae before too here's, long. Here's
1: the one thing that I've said before that I think I would like to see. Rather than expanding the challenges, I think they should convert pass interference into, just like the NBA, a flagrant one and a flagrant two. Meaning, garden variety, I bang the receiver, it's going to be a 15 yard penalty. If it's intentional, and again, this is still going to be discretionary, okay? But if it's, I'm burned, and I'm just going to drag this guy down, that's a flagrant two, essentially, or I can't remember. Is it flipped to the NBA? Flagrant one is worse. But basically, and that's going to be the penalty where it's a spot foul, so the defense doesn't get the benefit of doing that. But if it's a bang, bang, I hit the guy a second too soon, we're not going to reward you with a 50-yard play. At a crit- You're getting 15 yards and a first down. I think that would be a feasible way to handle it is expand the concept so that the refs had the discretion to say, no, no, you knew you were burned. Okay. This was probably going to be a touchdown or a game changing play. And And when you drag someone down or hit them, when that's apparent, you're going to get the full freight you're going to you're going to get a 50 yard penalty otherwise why is
0: it a 15 like college just it's a 15 yard penalty doesn't matter what no, you because do, I, what happens well because yards. i
1: think that it preserves the existing penalty but it carves out i think the biggest problem most people have with this is they are such game changing plays when they get them wrong but if
0: it's 15 yards it's not necessarily a game changing play no that's
1: my point we want to eliminate that okay. we want to eliminate I don't think every pass interference should automatically give you some massive advantage like that because it a, is a violent game with a lot of collisions. It's hard to call these. So if it's pass interference in the normal course and nothing out of the ordinary, nothing blat- blatantly, I'm making no play on the ball, I'm beaten, I'm just going to basically hit this guy, right. then you get 15 yards and, I, you move, and you move down the field with a first down.
0: In a perfect world, I don't disagree with that, but I don't want judgment calls. By the refs. I want them to force the rules black and white. Well, but wait a minute. They're making possible. they're making judgment calls. But I don't all like that because they, they judge incorrectly in all cases. I have one other thing that I think they should change. And this happened in this this the uh, Patriots Chiefs game. One, touching Tom Brady should not be a penalty. So give well, me a fifteen yard rough nobody, the passer for touching. Right. him. Well, that
1: was a terrible call, but no one has touched Tom Brady. That's part of the well, reason the Patriots are in the Super Bowl.
0: They're not used to it. That should not have been a penalty. But I also don't think and, and people are gonna disagree with me on this. I think that there's an offsides by the defense plays dead because that eliminates the, the issue of Tom Brady getting intercepted. Drew Brees getting intercepted on an offsides. You don't have that controversy because the play was dead. It's not a free play now, but it's a dead ball. Somebody's offsides. If you fall start, it's a, it's a dead ball. Why can't it be an off, offsides be a dead ball? See, yeah,
1: I mean, you know, one thing that has amazed me is that the D Ford lined up in the like that wasn't even a major, like, the Chiefs were going to the Super Bowl. I know. If he doesn't do that, how does he do that, is that- well? I I don't know. But I mean, did, I didn't feel that that was even a major. It was kind of like, yeah, another bummer. default. like, okay, they made the non-interference call. That was that was the lead story for a week. Sure. That that blunder mm-hmm. cost them the Super Bowl. It there did. was fifty seconds left in the game, and they picked off Tom Brady. It's over. I know. And all you have to do is look down the line of scrimmage. And he was clearly in the neutral How zone. How does
0: a professional football player not glance to his left and say, Hey, you know what? I'm a yard and a half into the neutral zone. Let me back up here a second. Because he didn't cause anything on that play. Of course not. So
1: I, I don't I, understand. I'm just I was kind of astonished. That's kind of just sort of faded into the background. I'm thinking And that's the that's the lead story about this game. The Chiefs first of all, it, just think of the narratives that it changes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, now it's the, okay, the dynasty may be uh, be over. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady finishes that game with three interceptions. Um, There are so many things that changed that pivoted on that play, and it's kind of like, oh, well, that was one of the things that happened at the end of the game, and then the next down, like, whoa.
0: I don't think Edelman touched the ball, but I think the way it was called on the field for that muffed punt, I think – they didn't there wasn't conclusive evidence to show he didn't touch it. No, I disagree
1: with that. Because I actually think when they flipped, they showed both views of his thumbs yeah. from each angle. It's clear it didn't hit his hands. Okay. And then they showed it going here's the thing. When it was going over his arm, you couldn't tell because it was like a top view. Right. But then when you actually saw it clear his arm and you realize it's like a foot higher than his arm, yeah. I actually think they got that right. And they were
0: intercepted it three plays later, so it, it didn't really affect anything right. beyond that. I I'm happy. And sad for the defensive coordinator for Sutton for Chase. <laughs> why
1: are you, why are you happy? He gets to escape.
0: I'm happy because his defense was crap. They were horrible. They could you mean skip. for
1: the whole season? They or, were ho- they were yes, horrible the whole season, for most of the season. And
0: in that game, they made they made the uh, Colts look pedestrian. And I don't know how because their defense was horrid. They well, couldn't stop a cheeseburger. From a, a lineman. They, they, they were horrible at what they did. And I can't believe they couldn't seem to figure out how to do anything to stop Look, the Patriots.
1: Okay. That, the, Patriots, the Patriots in two consecutive... Well, not even the final drive. The whole game. But the really. Chiefs' defense, they have a very good defensive line. A very it. good defensive line. And that's line. it. Right. But my point is... Um, that was astonishing to me. The Patriots' offensive line is clearly one of the best lines in the league, mm-hmm. and Tom have been Br- for a long time. Okay, the Chargers, who of course Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, they didn't, they literally didn't touch him. And I think the Chiefs, did they even have one sack? No, no, Again. so no. so Brady has gone through two games against teams. Uh, now, the Chargers actually have a good defense, that, not that it was evident in the game they played against the <laughs> Patriots. They didn't get close to Brady. And the one thing that the Chiefs do well, supposedly, going into that game, was, yeah, they're, they're they back in. They're tied and,
0: for the most sacks with the Steelers in right, the They have
1: a dominating defensive mm-hmm. front. They didn't get close to him. So and well, look,
0: well, They did. They touched him one time, but they got called apart. Right,
1: that's it. true. And and your point is, is well made that you can't allow them to convert three consecutive third and tens. To go down the field. That's why all the whining about well, Patrick Mahomes didn't get the ball. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you've got to stop them. Yes. Okay. You yes. had three. You had them in third and ten three consecutive times, and you let them complete every one of those. You don't deserve to win that game. Sorry. No. Well,
0: uh, and you don't game, deserve.
1: Playing... You don't deserve. Like, well, our quarterback gets a chance too. Nope. No. No. Nope. If your
0: defense, can not I, I don't love the coin toss as a determining factor who gets the ball. I don't know what else to do, but I don't like that. I don't
1: presently have a problem with the way the overtime is done because it's. I did have a problem with the field goal because it's too easy, yeah. particularly the way kickers are now. Yeah. You get 30 yards, it's and it's over. basically, okay, now, you know, Legatron is, you know, or whatever his <laughs> name is. Who's the Rams kicker? Is that what they call him? Zerline? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I didn't like that. So, but listen. You've got to go 75 yards mm-hmm. and score a touchdown. If the defense is not good enough to stop you from doing that, your offense doesn't deserve to get the ball back. Sorry, and
0: they were not. And I and I feel, I feel bad for Andy Reid. Not he's yeah. part of the problem. I mean, he created. Well, that listen, team, I don't but... think
1: I don't think anybody in terms of that game that. Andy Reid didn't do anything wrong in that game. No. It, now, it, I will putting say this. put the team
0: together. He didn't have a defense. I will
1: say this. The reason they lost that game uh, is not because Tom Brady led the Patriots down the field in overtime. It's because you put up something like 32 yards in the entire first half. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. And, and of course, the Chiefs eventually are going to score because their offense is so explosive. But they did at home with that team for you to basically put a goose egg on the board yeah. in the first half. And, by the way that game should have actually been more of a blowout. If Brady doesn't throw that interception Mm -hmm. when they're on the one-yard line, Mm -hmm. the game would have been over at halftime. More than likely. So I don't know what happened to the Chiefs' offense in the first half, but you got to give it to Belichick because yet again, Andy Reid is a great offensive mind. Mm -hmm. Belichick completely dominated the Chiefs for an entire half.
0: Yeah, he did. He did. My other sadness is that people are actually talking about Josh McDaniels like he's something special, and I think he is not. I think he got a lot of support and when he's on his own, he's garbage. <laughs> he's Charlie Weiss on his own. Uh,
1: well, no, wait a minute. I don't I don't Hot think you get, garbage. how are you making him Charlie Weiss?
0: You saw him in Denver. He was crap. Yeah, well And he keeps snivelling back to be an assistant.
1: Here's the thing. Here, here's, Worked the, here's his way the, back up and now Here's he's, the problem I have with that assessment. Um do you think Bill Belichick is going to keep around a guy who he thinks is crap? No, no, he kept Charlie
0: Weiss around until f- Charlie Weiss left. He didn't yeah. bring him back. I, I, don't, I think he's good in in the situations Bill Belichick I mean, lets him look, be in. You
1: may be correct because you never know. There are certain guys that are not uh, cut out to How's be How's Bill O'Brien coaches.
0: done in in Texas? Well, I, I
1: mean, I think he's done fine. Really? Well, They've gone to the playoffs, what, four out of five? Oh, wait, Are we back to the, if you haven't won the Super Bowl, you suck? No. no. Well, well, okay, how is Bill he O'Brien? He hasn't a playoff game. He's supposed to be amazing. Offensive genius. He doesn't want a playoff game. He left Penn State after two years. Wait, did, he, did you, is your position that he was terrible at Penn State too? He was okay at Penn State. He, had no, he was playing with, like, I don't even know who was on his roster. The, the, what, like the local bus driver? He knew what the job was when he took it. You're ridiculous. When it comes to coaches, <laughs> you are ridiculous. He I mean, knew what the job was at Penn State when he took the job. Okay. So don't tell me he That's didn't know he was getting bad, bad players. That's a different argument. The fact that you're saying he knew what the job was, are you seriously saying from an objective standpoint in terms of what pe- – by the way, I don't even care about Bill O'Brien. I'm not a shill for Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Sounds but like it. Are you saying? Strong. Are you saying that objectively speaking, the coaching job he did with the talent that he had at Penn State after they had the death penalty was a poor coaching job? I
0: said it was okay. <laughs> I don't think it was awesome. You know it wasn't poor. It you, was okay. You
1: Have you ever seen the movie um, Philadelphia? I said Yeah, so you, this is you – this is Chad, the scene in Philadelphia <laughs> where the guy who has flipped because he's intimidated. I don't know if you haven't seen Philadelphia. It's a movie, Denzel Washington and Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is a man that has AIDS. He's been discriminated against by his law firm. and He sues them. And Denzel Washington is um, talking to a guy on the stand who Tom Hanks had done work for and previously had said that it was fantastic. And on the stand, Denzel Washington says, you know, you did this work and, and how was it? And he says, in all honesty... I believe the work was merely satisfactory. And and this is Chad. This is Chad. Chad about talking fans, about, this so is Chad talking about Bill O'Brien. And in all honesty, even though Bill O'Brien was playing with people that would not have made Bethune Cookman's team, I believe he was okay. I I mean he did a phenomenal job there.
0: Okay, I stand corrected. He was fifteen and nine
1: in college. Okay. Okay,
0: two seasons. Iso- not to In really...
1: isolation, but the team, he had no talent. He I think nothing. he took
0: the job. I know why he took the job. He took the job because he knew he wasn't going to stick around anyway because he wanted to get back to the NFL in a head coaching job and needed to have head coaching experience. I, I agree He went with to a place you. where he could bow out saying, you know, the talent's not here and they're under all these penalties so I can get out without having any animosity towards me because I bailed on these guys after I said I'd stay here for five but, years.
1: But this is an entirely different argument you're making. Okay. He's forty-two and thirty-eight in the NFL. Yeah, I think. Look, I think he is. Well, remember one and three
0: in the playoffs. So I did, he did win one. I, I apologize. Right, I forgot that one.
1: I agree that their playoff performance has not been good. But also, and and this now, listen. I forty-two will, and I will say, not say not this. I will say those, this. The yeah. biggest, uh, the biggest black mark on Bill O'Brien is that what did they pay with his blessing to have oh, Brock, Brock Osweiler? Osweiler. Yeah. yeah. So that that to me <laughs> is the one thing that would cause me to say, hmm. Um, for a guy that's supposedly a quarterback whisperer, the fact that you thought without seeing him, without Oswald, trying him out, yes, that's a problem. <laughs> I agree with you. That is a problem. But forty-two and thirty-eight is not getting Canton in, on the phone. Well, and I I will say this too: their performance, um, in the like they looked pathetic. And mm-hmm. they've got some talent. I mean, Jadavian Clowney, J.J. Watt, Deshaun Watson, talented they've people. Got well, I mean, as their, their offense is limited except for, uh, oh. what's his name? Who's one of the, uh, why am I blanking on the receiver?
0: I, I can't think of his name either. Yeah, I didn't know who you're talking about. Uh, um,
1: they, they have yeah. one of the best receivers, pro- possibly the most physically gifted receiver. Their running the game is okay. Um, so, but you're you're better off. I think your argument that he's okay in the pros is better. I, I mean, what he did at Penn State to go 15-9 and nine with that team, and yes, that's fine. He, he used it as a springboard. He was never going to stay there. I think everyone knew that. Well, no, no. I talked to Penn State fans when he came in. He's going to stick around. No. He's going to change. I'm like, oh, well, they're please. delusional. I mean, you because it's never going to happen. And I'm ever. not. am not a big Penn State fan either. I don't root against them, but I don't care. Um, most people understood. Look, this guy is a is a stopgap. He's going to stabilize things. He's going to get us through the next two years. I don't know that you could have really done much better than he did Maybe with not. what he had you, on the you field.
0: You could be completely right. Bill Belichick's coaching tree consists of not much, not much, and a lot of not much, as far as success.
1: So but what does that mean? Is Does that, is that mean that so, – is that an indictment of Belichick? It's not an indictment of Belichick. It's an indictment – we always talk about coaching trees.
0: Yeah. So Walsh's coaching tree – oh. Well, I
1: don't know why we talk about them anyway because I just don't really understand what that concept is supposed well, they, to mean. Well, they've learned from them. Yeah, they've learned how well, to yeah, do whatever. things. Whether I mean, or
0: not they do them well, we don't know. So far, Bill Belichick's coaching tree is Bill Belichick. The rest of them have gotten jobs, but they haven't really panned out. Romeo Cornell, Charlie Weiss, Bill O'Brien, Josh McDaniel, um, the guy in uh, – uh, Vrabel in Tennessee. That's too
1: early to know. Vrabel looks like he's a pretty good coach, actually. We'll see. We'll see. I,
0: it just, I don't like Belichick. Uh, if I can't get that across any stronger, I don't like Belichick. I would never have guessed. I don't like Brady. I don't think drinking enough water is going to change anything about your life, but apparently well, it does. Well, you know what?
1: I don't really like Belichick, <laughs> but I actually – I have to say that I like him a little bit now because of you know what he said about Lawrence Taylor, right? We talked about this. I don't remember now. Oh, yeah, because he uh, – when when they were playing the Bears in the regular season this year, yeah. and so they were doing a press conference. Yeah. You know, Belichick is there, mumble, mumble, you know, and somebody said, uh, you know – Hey, Khalil Mack, you know, he's really good. And Belichick, yeah, you know, causes problems, a good player. And, and then the guy says, You know, how do you you know, how do you think he ranks among uh, you know, like you know, you coach Lawrence Taylor and Belichick, it was like a record scratch. And so he literally stops, he's like, No, wait a minute. we're, we're talking about Lawrence Taylor now. So, um, uh, I don't put uh I don't put anybody in, in Lawrence Taylor's class. Uh, and, and you could tell that he was he was incredibly annoyed that the guy even asked the question. I was like, That's right, Bill. So yeah. I, I So ab-
0: he went from from a scale from 0 to 100, you get, you, he's now a 1 for you? Um,
1: no, he's probably, like a, he's probably like a 9. Now. A 9 out of 100. Yeah, but okay. he at least... He, <laughs> he went up. He, he at least <laughs> understands that Lawrence Taylor is is in a class of his own.
0: And I would agree with him on that. Yes.
1: Who's winning? Patriots. Patriots are going to win. Rams. Really? Yes. So why do you think the Rams are going to win? I think the Rams have a
0: better offense. But wait a First. minute. Hold on. Rams have a better offense. And I think Bill Belichick's going to try to scheme. He's got two weeks to do it, and usually when he gets two weeks, he does a very good job of that. I think Wade Phillips is a very good defensive coordinator. I don't know that you saw that as much against the Saints, but I think the Saints were a different well, offensive animal than the think You're Patriots. not going to
1: shut down the Saints. I mean, particularly in their So
0: I think he did exactly what he needed to do to keep them in that game from a defensive Here's the standpoint. one way. Here's the one special way. special teams, I think it's probably a wash.
1: Well, the Rams are very good special teams. The, the one thing that the Rams have that I think gives them a chance is that they have the best defensive player in the league, and he's an interior lineman in Aaron Donald. Yes. So Aaron Donald. Well, here's the thing: Belichick is going to make sure that Aaron Donald does not destroy Correct. his his game. But so to do that, he's
0: going to need two people.
1: No, that's right. <laughs> so that means the key guy for the Rams is Indomik and Sue. Mm-hmm. He is going to have to play like the guy. Now he's you know he's not totally in his prime, but he can in and Sue. If he plays like an all star, like a Pro Bowler in that game. Um, I think the Rams have a chance, but here's here's my bigger problem. There is no way that Nick Foles and then Jared Goff are going to beat Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl in consecutive years. I, I don't think Jared. Goff, are we
0: saying Jared Goff and Nick Foles are in the same class of quarterback? Well, I'll tell you dollar?
1: what. I mean, I actually think in terms of playoff performance, Nick Foles has demonstrated right now that he's okay. a better playoff quarterback. Now, a little
0: ice water there, yeah. Jared
1: Goff is a very talented guy when he has a platform mm-hmm. and particularly when they run play action and he can throw to spots. Mm-hmm. He's very accurate. I mean, you saw that in the chiefs game when he, when he is not pressured, yeah. he could take a seven step drop and throw it. He's really good, mm-hmm. but he is not good at all. As you saw in the bears game, yes. when he is off schedule, I mean, there that affects every quarterback sure. as I, you know as i talk about with philip rivers although philip rivers is actually one of the best guys at we dealing with that get better as you get experience jared goff me. is a totally different guy if the rams can't run because mm-hmm. they can't do play action and i don't think they're going to be able to run very well against the patriots and by the way what the heck is going on with todd gurley no
0: idea cuz he didn't do much so, in that game
1: so he didn't play much now he said he was he, i think his word was i was sorry meaning mm, like terrible he know. dropped two passes on the first two series yeah. but You've got the forty-eight million dollar man, or whatever he is, and you've got CJ Anderson, you know, the bread truck, (laughs) uh, who was getting more carries. I know. I was a little concerned about that. I'm like, Ooh, what are you doing there? If Gurley is not back in the lineup at full full steam, yeah, that's going to be a problem. I,
0: I I would rescind it if Gurley doesn't play and he doesn't play well because I think he's a key part of making that offense run. Without him, I don't think they. And I don't know.
1: Belichick is going to do, like I said, he's going to do two things. He's going to take away Aaron Donald. Sure. And he's going to take away. Is it Robert Woods, um, who's there? Who's yeah, the Rams' yeah. best receiver, yeah. particularly in the middle of the field? And I'm not sure who the Rams have that beats the Patriots on the outside. Um, so the only way, the only way I see the Rams winning this game is if their defensive line, and in particular in Damacon Sue, can actually do something to make Tom Brady, you know, get a grass stain on his uniform. And yep. if they can't, they're losing. Mm-hmm.
0: Aaron Donald's going to get double teamed because he's going to have to. They they can't afford not to, and at least, or stunt him or you know, somehow know him. If they don't him.
1: sack Brady at least three times, they lose. I don't think they need to
0: sack him at all. No, they do. I think they need to hurry him. I think they need to put pressure on him because Brady has shown when you put pressure up the middle, he... Doesn't do as well as yeah, he doesn't like, stand the pocket like, like most like quarterbacks. any
1: other pocket passer, right? But in particular, he's not roll out and beat you. In on particular, that. if you let Brady stand back there and throw just like the the Chargers did, and throw into the flat eight yards here, seven yes. yards there, you got to pressure it. him on the line, forget and
0: you can't let him get the. I think I think the Rams have to do a lot of slants against the Patriots because the Patriots do that against everybody. I think Indominus and and Sue is not going to finish the game. I think he's going to either. I think Belichick going to bait him. And get him tossed. What? He's a hothead. I can what, see wait, him. Nope. Wait. Wh- what
1: do you mean he's going to bait
0: him? What, what is he going to do? He's going. Somebody's going to get in his face. He's going to. After the play, there's going to be some dust up, and he's going to get tossed because he can't control his temper. He scares. That, that, me that from sounds Moran's very,
1: very conspiratorial. I, nope. I, I,
0: you've met. You've you've seen a play, right? You, the guy. Yeah. He'll, he'll step on your head as you're walking past him. So the guy, he's a dirty player, in my opinion. And I think they're going to bait him. Belichick's oh, I, smart enough to bait him into something, trying to do something stupid. He's Belichick's the Nathan Phillips of the Super Bowl, as far as I'm concerned. He, well, gets, he gets people to do things they wouldn't normally want to do because they can't help themselves.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think that's an insult to Bill Belichick. I think um, Even he's I a nine mean. out of a
0: hundred for you. Are you really concerned about that? Yeah,
1: but Nathan Phillips is incompetent. Like you know, Bill <laughs> okay, Belichick knows okay. what he's doing. Bill don't Belichick this, does not don't walk take the analogy up to too far. Don't yeah. take the algae too far. Yeah,
0: but I can see him banging a drum in front of Dominic and Su's face, flashing a red cape and saying, "Hey, come and get so me." So I, I
1: actually think the Patriots win the game by about you know I don't know seven to ten.
0: Seven to ten points. Yeah. Seven to ten. Is no, the seven score. to ten points.
1: <laughs> yeah, I said it backwards too. <laughs>
0: We win seven to ten. <laughs> Ooh, we cannot count well. I think it's gonna be twenty-eight, twenty-one. Rams
1: could be. I would. Okay. I, that would make me happy. I'm. Uh,
0: I am not a Patriots fan. I do not want to see the uh, Patriots. I don't want to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl. You alone.
1: got to give them credit, though, man. They are. I don't they just give keep, them credit. You do, man. They just keep rolling along every year. Yeah. Every year, they this is the year. They're eleven and five. They don't look good. Oh, they slaughtered the Chargers. They handled the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Um,
0: I don't know if handled overtime. I feel like both of those games, both teams were pretty close in each bo- each game. No, I mean, so Handled, they went to home,
1: handled meaning they went into they arguably won. the toughest venue in the league against the most explosive offense in the league. They beat that team twice this year.
0: I know. I, I think I think New Orleans is a tougher venue because it's a dome and it's louder.
1: I, I, Arrowhead's well, loud. Here's but the reason the dome's louder. It's, I think it's a tougher venue because the Saints play so well there. Okay. I think when you add in the crowd at Arrowhead and then the elements, now the elements don't bother the Patriots. Right. Okay. I actually think the Patriots would much prefer to play in Arrowhead as opposed to inside in the track meet on the dome. Correct. So well, yeah. that's what they're I gonna mean, get it in Atlanta, so we'll see. It depends kind of what kind of team you have.
0: And I think I think the Rams are better suited to be in Atlanta than they would be Oh absolutely.
1: A, a that that surface. helps that helps yeah, that helps the Rams.
0: So I think they're in good shape there. So we'll see.
1: We've been wrong about every other pick, so yeah. So
0: if you're betting based on what we think, you're in real trouble. So that's all I got, Tony. Yep. You good? All I'm right. Good. Thanks for joining us. I'm Chad. I'm Tony. Good night. been a Hannah tree production.